This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. When I was 16 years old, I babysat for a family with two adorable tiny people. One was a sweet one-year-old boy who became very angry at bedtime, and the other was his four-year-old sister who had a gorgeous halo of curls. One night when I was babysitting, I had turned off the TV and, faced with a four-year-old who seemed to desperately want me to do something interesting, I made up a story on the spot just for her. I had never done that before. The story was about a caterpillar's journey to become a butterfly. Not that much happened in the story, and I have to say it was pretty predictable. But the little girl loved it. And I thought, okay, wow, that was a success. Moving on. But there would be no moving on. She wanted to hear the story again. And again. Every time I saw her after that, she asked me to tell her the butterfly story. So I did. I told her the same story many times. It never got old for her. Years later, when I had the idea to make this podcast, my memory of that little girl came rushing back, and it gave me the assurance that, yes, this is something children will love. So I wanted to pay homage to that very first story with a new story about a caterpillar. And this story, well, I made it just for you. It's called Beeble the Caterpillar, And the big change. Let's get to it. Take it away, David. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. Imagine them however you want. Let's go. Beeble stuck his feet in the air and pulled on his shoes. There we go. One shoe, two shoe, three shoe, four shoe, five shoe, six shoe, seven shoe, eight shoe. Oh, this could take a while. Sixteen! There we go. Beeble finally had all of his tiny shoes on his tiny little feet. He flipped himself over and began walking along a rock. Beeble was a caterpillar. A very happy caterpillar. He liked his life and especially liked his stage of life. He liked his feet and the way he could creep along the ground, over rocks and under sticks. He liked being able to climb up tree bark looking for food. Now, if you recall from that book you read on the topic that one time, caterpillars, unlike most other animals, don't simply grow up into bigger versions of themselves. 
when a little baby kitten or a little baby lion or a little baby wolf is born, they simply grow bigger. A baby lion does not suddenly go into a cave and emerge as, say, a flying, bewhiskered dragon. That would be very cool. But caterpillars? Oh, they do a quite amazing thing. They live for a little while as they are, spending their days eating, eating, and also eating. Then, when the time is right, they build themselves a tiny house called a cocoon, and they stay inside for a few weeks. When they come out, they can fly and pollinate flowers because they've turned into oof. Beeble just took a tumble. No good, he's all right. He always is. As long as he steers clear of birds, doesn't go near any yellow jackets, and avoids people. Okay, I'll see you later, hon. Then he might be okay. Beeble moves very slowly, and all of those things I just listed move very fast. So, Beeble has to be very careful as he creeps along. He sometimes hides under leaves until the scary something goes away. Yes, Beeble is a regular old caterpillar. Positively ordinary. But there is one thing about Beeble you might find interesting. Beeble has made a decision about his life. He has decided not to make a tiny house. He has decided not to fly out of that tiny house weeks later. He has decided to stay just as he is forever. It was a bright, beautiful morning. As Beeble made his way over rocks and under wet leaves, Ahead of him, Beeble heard the unmistakable sound of his friend Gerard ambling towards him. Gerard's feet made a very specific shuffling sound as he went, because he liked to wear boots. It's difficult to walk wearing 16 boots, but Gerard preferred boots because sandals made him trip. Hello, Gerard. Oh, hello, Beeble. I'm glad I ran into you. Beeble looked up with interest. No one said they were glad to run into you unless something unusual was going on. The thing is, I heard from a friend who heard from a friend who heard from Percival that you, well, that you've decided not to go through with the big change. Beeble sighed. This had been happening a lot lately. He'd only mentioned it to Jamie, and it seemed she'd told everyone. The thing is, Gerard said again. This was a favorite phrase of Gerard's, and he made sure to use it as much as possible. The thing is, we're all very concerned about you. The big change is not optional, you know. Uh Uh-huh. It's just a part of life, Beeble. You can't escape it. I'll think about that, Beeble said, 
and began walking away with no intention to think about it. Beeble, I'm just trying to help you. Thank you, Gerard. The thing is... I have to go, Gerard. I have a lot of eating to do. Beeble disappeared into the leaves of the forest. Gerard just doesn't get it, Beeble grumbled to himself. Then he was distracted by a very delicious-looking leaf. The following day, Beeble was out looking for food again. He was eating a lot these days. Out of nowhere, Beeble's neighbor, Joaquin, appeared next to him. Unlike Gerard, Joaquin walked very, very quietly. Joaquin, you scared me. Oh, sorry, Beeble. It's okay. So, I wanted to talk to you about something? Yes? I heard you don't want to go through the big change. That's right. How are you going to avoid it? I just won't make a cocoon. Beeble. Yes. You've got to make a cocoon. I don't see why. And I'm sorry, but I must excuse myself. I need to be on my way. Where are you going? To eat. And with that, Beeble disappeared into the forest. He found a glorious plant he'd never seen before and began happily snacking away at it. The next day, Beeble was out eating yet again. This time, his friend Shayla came by to see him. Hey, buddy. Oh, hey, Shayla. So, what's this about not going through the big change? Beeble stopped. He was tired. He looked at his friend. (sighs) I'm tired of talking about this. Every caterpillar who gets near me tries to convince me I have to go through the big change. Shayla just nodded and waited. I like being a caterpillar. I don't want to grow up to be something else. I like the way I am. Beebs, you've only been alive for like two weeks. It's been a great two weeks. What are you scared of? Beeble looked around, up at the trees, their leaves swaying. Birds flew overhead. Beeble and Shayla ducked under a leaf to hide. I'm not scared. It's not about being scared. Well, I am. I'm afraid of flying. You are? Yeah, I've never been off the ground before. You don't look scared. You can't always tell if someone's scared by how they look. Beeble nodded. That was true. Well, I'm not afraid to fly. No, it's just, I like how my life is right now. I like having all these feet and shoes, and I like creeping over rocks. Everyone thinks I'm the odd one, but I don't understand why every other caterpillar is just totally okay with all of this. I don't see the point of going through the big change if I don't want to do it. I mean, what is the meaning of all this? They were both quiet as the dark shape of a raptor sailed above them and settled in a branch high above the ground. The sun winked through the leaves and a gentle wind drifted through the forest. 
Bebel, that's kind of a big question. And I don't think there's just one answer to it. It's the kind of thing you have to figure out on your own. Besides, I'm not sure everyone else is as okay with it all as you think. I stopped by to see Gerard yesterday. He said he could tell his big change was coming and he was packing up all his boots to donate to the Caterpillar Boot Share program. You know what he said to me? What? He said, The thing is, I'm really going to miss my boots. Beeble smiled. I can picture him saying that. We can't be caterpillars forever. We have to grow up into beautiful just then. They heard a loud sound. No, 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 no. Not like that. Like this. Beeble and Shayla said their goodbyes. Think about what I said, Shayla called. Beeble headed home, munching on leaves the whole way. The next day, Beeble ambled into the forest, off to eat more plants. He didn't eat just any plants. He had some favorites. He went to one of those. It was a stout, hearty green plant with the most delicious leaves you can imagine. It grew in the shade of a tall, statuesque plant with beautiful lavender flowers that buzzed with life as flying visitors of all kinds touched down in their petals. Beeble glanced up at the frenzy of activity above as he bit into the leaf in front of him. He didn't notice that another caterpillar was also chewing on the same leaf until they bumped antennae. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I guess I was distracted because I saw my cousin up there. Hey, Marlena! The other caterpillar called, and an elegant black butterfly waved before flying away from the flowering plant above. Your cousin? Yes. She just went through the big change. It's incredible, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I'm next. Soon, I'll be landing on a leaf up there. You too, judging by your, um, your size. If caterpillars could blush, Beeble would have blushed, but they can't. So he accepted this generous compliment with a nod. But at the same time, he felt himself tense at the mention of the big change, which he had no intention of experiencing. Everyone in my family makes sure to visit that plant up there after they go through the big change. Really? Mm-hmm. Family legend has it that every butterfly in our family, going back generations, has landed on that plant, keeping it alive and making fruit keeping it alive just by visiting it isn't that remarkable Beeble had heard about this that flying visitors could help plants grow just by landing on them but somehow it sounded so much more magical when this new caterpillar said it it did sound remarkable oops I'm late The caterpillar said, glancing at her wristwatch. I have to interview a new pet sitter. Can't leave my little flea all by his lonesome while I'm going through the big change. Nice meeting you. 
And with that, she shuffled away, her sandals flapping in chorus as she went. Beeble waved, then went back to eating and thinking about what the caterpillar had said. As he munched on a leaf, feeling it roll around in his mouth, he looked up at the flowering plant. Beeble's gaze followed the arc of the plant's branches. He saw the sun filtering through the petals of the flowers. A butterfly swooped down and landed silently. As the butterfly flew up and away, and as Beeble chewed the leaf from the plant, he felt as though a pinprick of understanding expanded until it filled every corner of his mind. He was a caterpillar growing fat on leaves. The leaf in his mouth grew in the shade of the flowering plant above. The flowering plant thrived because of flying visitors. Flying visitors who'd gone through the big change. Later, they might lay eggs nearby to make more caterpillars. Caterpillar, leaf, flowers, flying visitor, egg, caterpillar. It all came together in a great circle. It was like when you click that last piece into a puzzle and you finally see the whole picture. This picture was so big, so much bigger than Beeble. And suddenly he felt terribly small in the best way possible. And most importantly, he realized there's a point to all of this. Beeble looked down at himself. He was enormous. In just a few weeks, he'd tripled in size. These plants had given him everything he had. They'd given him life. Beeble knew what he had to do. He ambled away on his 16 little feet, his shoelaces scraping the ground as he went. Beeble returned to the leaf where he usually slept. He left out some water for Benson, the spider who liked to make its webs in the leaf next door. He tidied his things, even though he didn't know if he'd ever be back. Somehow, Beeble knew exactly where to go. It was like he had a homing device inside of him, directing him toward a precise branch on a small tree. Guided by a force within him, perhaps the same one that had nudged him to eat all those leaves, he knew what to do. He built a cocoon, one safely hidden on the underside of an out-of-the-way leaf. Beeble stayed inside his cocoon for almost three weeks. Beeble had heard stories about the big change. He'd seen plenty of caterpillars before and after, but he never could have imagined how intense and crazy it truly was. Then, one evening, Beeble broke out of his cocoon. 
Getting out was awkward. He had new appendages to count for. But once he emerged, he launched himself skyward as if he'd been flying his whole life. He sailed upwards toward the full moon. Just by living and growing and changing, changing in the most shocking way, truly, Beeble felt like he was part of a great, unending circle. Beeble was no longer a caterpillar. He had changed into a big, beautiful moth. Beeble flitted through the air, off to help the plants that had fed him so very well. Did I get you at the end there? Pretty sure everyone knew where this story was going, so I couldn't resist throwing in a twist. In researching for this story, I learned that most caterpillars turn into moths, not butterflies. Butterflies are beautiful, no doubt. But moths are even more important when it comes to keeping our plant world vibrant and thriving. They are the night shift workers to whom we owe quite a lot. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. Peter Kay runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. My website has some updates. You can check it out at littlestoriestinypeople.com. Big thanks to the listeners who provided sound effects used in today's story. Thank you to Cora and Sophie. And a big thanks to David for contributing this super important reminder message at the beginning. If you loved this story, please share it with all the moths you might meet in your travels. Any and all caterpillars, especially ones wearing boots, babysitters of all ages, and friends with tiny people who might just need a good story these days. Be well, friends, and thank you, as always, for listening in. <laughs>